0: guys, welcome to an all-new episode of Saw Something Scary. Uh- <laughs> <laughs> about so the Megapotters because I feel like we haven't done a sauce on the scary in like four years.
1: <laughs> it's because we were wise, Derek, and we served those of us who like our show well by recording a bunch of stuff in advance so that when you move, we wouldn't have to drop out of rotation. Exactly. Uh, so, excuse me, just animal stretch so I can pat myself on the back a little bit
0: easier. Yeah. Yeah. Just go ahead and call us Maui because you're welcome. <laughs> Derek, Zo, Jeff right here with you in the Branson and Cookville studios. We've branched out soon enough. We'll be all over the country.
1: We're colonizing the world, baby. That's
0: right. One step at a time.
1: How are you, man? I'm doing okay, man. Doing okay. It's a. It's been a hectic day, so I'm kind of glad to get into a quiet room and talk about a scary movie. It's a nice break.
0: Good. I feel the same way. So this week we're going to be uh, reviewing. Did this
1: movie come out last year or this year? IMDb has it listed as 2017, and that's what I saw okay. on Wikipedia too. Um, I'm assuming that that means it was making the film circuit, and Netflix bought the rights. Okay. I'd be willing to bet buttons to broom handles or whatever that country saying is. That sounds right. September of 2017 at the Toronto International Film Festival. Distribution rights were sold to Netflix for a sweet 4.7 mil. Holy Uh, smokes. Came out in the UK October 2017. Brought in a million dollars. Later released on Netflix uh, the 9th of February 2018. I would say their US run is already better than the UK run.
0: Yeah, for sure. Good night. Okay. So there you have it. Anyway, 2017 slash 2018 uh, the ritual is what we're gonna be talking about this week and that comes from new listener will matherly he suggested that so will thanks for that and yeah, man, if you guys have any other yeah if you guys have any other recommendations feel free to throw them our way uh at the social media platforms or or uh emails at sauce at gmail.com so I feel rusty man I feel like I feel like it's gonna take me a little bit to get my fastball back at this.
1: Maybe I can quit talking over you and you'll feel more comfortable.
0: No it's fine. It's fine. We uh <laughs> this is these are the kinks we have to work out because since we're not facing Facing each other anymore. There you go. Facing each other in a death
1: battle. Is that what we did? It's been a while. I I, I can't remember. Like a lover's embrace, I thought. Okay. Okay. That's much better, I think. Am I wrong on that? (laughs) We just have different memories of the same event. (sighs) (laughs) There's a movie plot in there somewhere.
0: But there can only be one, regardless. So. All right, man. Uh, well, first and foremost, let's uh, let's hit everyone's favorite part of the show. Jeff hates trailers. Uh, so, hey, bud, I've got three trailers here that I want to talk to you about, uh, mostly in our genre that we uh, cover here. Okay. But I guess, well, I, I one for sure, uh, and then maybe two that you wouldn't think may or may not be in that in that category. But anyway, the first one I want to talk to you about is a trailer for a, a Netflix TV show. It was a teaser trailer called The Rain
1: okay I've not heard anything about that at all okay Uh, it follows a pair
0: of Danish siblings that emerge from a bunker to find civilization long gone after a devastating virus carried in by the rain wiped out most of the population Uh, they band together with other survivors they meet on a danger-filled question for more signs of life I think danger-filled quest is the better (laughs) (laughs) but you know hey who who needs uh, who needs editing and typos and things like that kinks right Uh, they're They're being worked yeah exactly Uh, while there's no set release date yet other than In spring, uh, Netflix released the teaser, hence in a very dark, intense journey through a virus-torn countryside.
1: Does it feel to you like Netflix is batting well above 500 on their projects?
0: Oh, 100%.
1: So are you saying that you agree with that 100% or you think they're batting 100%? No,
0: I agree with you 100%.
1: Okay. So I'm with yeah. you. I feel like even compared to Blumhouse, I can kind of trust Netflix better. And it's it's across genres. So you know, not every comedy special they've released do I like, but I've liked enough of them. And I've liked even the ones I didn't really care for enough to say, if if Netflix is behind this, I'm basically in. Yeah.
0: yeah, absolutely. Yeah, man. I, I think that they are, like you said, they're they're well above 500 right now. Well, it seems like that they have whoever's in charge of their development is uh, really like picking choosing great stuff right now. It's, it's great content. Uh, I, while I wasn't, uh, I mean, we'll get into this uh, talking about the movie, while I wasn't as impressed with the movie that we watched this week, um, it wasn't a waste of my time. And anything that usually Netflix says, like, hey, this is a Netflix original, I'm at least going to check it out. And eight times out of 10, probably, I've enjoyed it. So kudos to whoever's running their developmental program program um. Kudos to the Triple H of Netflix.
1: I have read multiple articles saying that they're spending a ton of money on content, right? I mean, it's hard to pay attention to pop culture without seeing that. So I get it. They're spending a lot of money. They should get some hits. But I also want to just point out that like, I can't remember the last time they really missed other than the Cloverfield Paradox. And guess what? I really enjoyed the Cloverfield Paradox because I went in assuming it wasn't going to be the next, you know, for me, Event Horizon. I know for you, you'd be like, well, (laughs) that's great. But like, I loved Event Horizon. That's kind of my Definition of space horror. I didn't think it was going to be the next Alien. I just went in to, to watch a movie and I came away going that was not a waste of time. So yeah, even when they miss, as I mentioned earlier, it, it kind of lands with me still.
0: Yeah, man, I, th- I think they're doing a I think they're doing a fantastic job, and uh, I hope that that continues. You yeah. know, I hope that we see this trend uh, through you know for the next five to ten years. That'd be great. Yeah, um, as long as the price stays the same.
1: Yeah, yeah, for sure.
0: Don't don't jack me up there, Netflix.
1: <laughs> well, I'm, I'm not old. to not to rain on your parade, but I read a piece. In fact, we may have talked about this on a previous episode, but I read a piece that said that they think that major television companies are going to go all in on Netflix, Hulu, and the Disney streaming, and basically mm-hmm. try to get people to pay what they were already paying for cable.
0: Oh, uh, I ain't doing it. Yeah, no, man. This is the revolution. Yes, is what we've. This is what we've been looking for. So Absolutely. I hope that that hope that that doesn't happen. Um, anyway, are you interested at, in rain at all?
1: Yeah, yeah, I'll totally watch yeah. it. I, yeah. You know, that sounds like a stock and trade um, post apocalyptic elliptic scenario but again they they get the netflix netflix credibility
0: yeah yeah uh the i i watched the teaser before we started recording and it i mean it it is the epitome of a teaser like there's nothing really revealed in it but it Mm -hmm. intrigued me enough where i was like okay i'll i'll at least i'll at least put episode one on and see where it goes from there for sure so all right so be on the lookout uh for the spring uh for the rain Apparently I'm a weather forecaster now. Um, let's see. The next one is uh, is a comedy thriller called Best Friends. Have you heard about this one?
1: No. No, I Okay. Uh, so You're best... scaring me with comedy thriller.
0: Yeah. Well, uh, strap in because <laughs> it's, it's about to take a quirky turn. Um, so, the again, the name of the show is Best Friends uh, with the R in parentheses. So it looks like themes. Okay. Um, and here's the plot for you. When a drifter is taken in by a peculiar mortician, the two hatch an underground enterprise off the back of the mortician's old habits. Their greed, hatred, and jealousy soon come in turn and their efforts unravel, causing the drifter to run off with the spoils and leaving the mortician adrift. With Expedition Across the Southwest, introduces wild and crazy characters through a series of twisted and dark foibles as both men learn a valuable lesson about friendship and loyalty. Mm. This stars Tommy Wiseau Uh -uh. and Greg Sestero.
1: No kidding. Yes, sir. Okay, so I just went 180. You know, it's like a horror thriller, premise sound, Sounds iffy anyway No way I'm watching this Now You have to Right Right You you just cannot not watch Tommy Wiseau
0: yeah. Well, I mean, you know, they're just, they're trying to piggyback off of, you know, obviously the disaster artist uh, that racked up uh, last year. And, you know, I mean, Wiseau has now become sort of a, I mean, he's he's been for a while, but, you know, he's kind of a cult hero. So,
1: mm-hmm.
0: so yeah. Uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm, very, I'm, I'm very curious to see how this plays out.
1: Yeah. It feels like somebody has pre scheduled the train wreck. <laughs> you know, like, mm-hmm. hey, show up on Tuesday. You can watch two, uh, two, whatever you'd call them, two engines collide. Yeah. Uh, I guess. I'll be there Tuesday at two o'clock to watch the engines collide.
0: Yeah, uh, I'm trying to see when this thing comes out. Uh, since, oh, it's apparently was already released September 30th, 2017. Oh, okay, March 30th, March 30th, 2018 is when that's supposed to come out. Now, apparently it's a Fathom event, so it may not be in theaters for long. So you may want to try to catch that if you have a theater that does Fathom events, which I think I think AMC and Regal are the ones that do those. So
1: Well, we do, but um, my patience with the AMC in Cookville is quickly running out. Oh, no. Yeah. What I- have I missed? Yeah well, man it's just um the the same old stuff you know I watched Black Panther there loved the movie I felt like the screen was super dark yeah you know the the maintenance and the cleanliness and and that stuff is i guess not super different but the last two or three times i've went an employee kind of griped about movie pass and said oh no we won't we won't offer rewards you know on your rewards card you can't accumulate rewards if you buy with movie pass mm-hmm. which is stupid because they charge movie pass Full price. It's not like they're not taking less money, so therefore they won't give additional benefits. Does that make sense?
0: Right. Yeah. They're just
1: doing it to be jerks. Yeah. And that's okay. I don't have to. But the fact that you made a point of it now makes me kind of salty about it. That makes sure. sense. Yeah. So absolutely. I'm just. I'm just over. It. Okay. Well,
0: I hate to hear that. Maybe. Maybe make an exception and go see. <laughs> go see. Uh. Uh. Best friends. Yeah. On March thirtieth. If. Uh, if you get the chance.
1: Yeah. Well. We live close to Nashville And there's a theater in Crossfield I don't know if they will qualify For either one of those But yeah There's there's somewhere that will That'll let me If, if I don't go to Google
0: And the uh, last trailer I've got Is called uh, Lost in Space Oh the remake Yeah the remake For the uh, for, <laughs> for the
1: Netflix Is that like the Walmarts That my dad's always going to <laughs> Yeah
0: Yeah This is uh, This is how we talk in Branson now We put <laughs> the In front of things <laughs> Watch that on the Netflix I did uh, Yeah so uh, Remake from the 1960s sci-fi series danger danger will Robinson uh, have you have you heard anything about it have you did you watch the trailer for it
1: I haven't watched the trailer for it that's my own psychosis you know how I roll um but I have seen I think on Nick at night or something when I was a kid the old school stuff I like sci-fi well enough I watch quite a bit of it and again the Netflix bonus I'll probably check that thing out
0: yeah did you watch the uh the 98 movie lost in space with Gary Oldman and Matt LeBlanc and uh who else is in that Heather Graham I think is in it no a couple other people
1: okay no I don't even think I I knew that happened really yeah
0: okay yeah yeah there was a there was a movie that came out in 98 uh there was a lost in space i saw it once and vowed to never watch it again but i i don't i don't think i mean it's, it's not a scary movie so i don't really think it's something that we can review here on the show but if uh if i ever i mean when i get back to tennessee if you're ever like hey do you want to watch that 98 lost in space I'll, i'd watch it with you
1: oh really okay it's good yeah. enough to rewatch i i
0: think so mm-hmm. um i mean it's it's middle of the road it's probably like a Five, like I say, all that, but you and I would probably just wind up making fun of the graphics, like I did for Event
1: Horizon. So, well, I'm out because I'm still salty about that. So never mind, <laughs> Gary. just keep your 1998 reboot.
0: Nah, yeah, that's fine. If you don't want to see Gary Oldman playing a robot, then who am I to judge? I don't. I don't think he plays a robot. It's. <laughs> Who knows? Things are crazy. So, anyway, all right, man. So, uh, will you check out Austin Space when it comes out April
1: 13th? Sure, sure. Again, it's on Netflix, right? So, I'm I'm sure I'll be sitting around the couch or something one day looking for something new to watch and at least give that uh, an initial spin. Sure. Yeah. And
0: uh, I don't know if you're as big of a Parker Posey fan as I am, but she's in this. So,
1: I know she is beloved. I guess I'm not in that cult, but I I know a lot of people do really enjoy her work.
0: Yeah. I think she's great. So, uh, all right, man. Well, that'll do it for this week's episode of. of... So you want to meet
1: with the horror reporter?
0: Let's do it up. The Swiss horror reporter.
1: A couple things. Just to confirm your predictive abilities as a fortune teller, prophet, and sightseer. We got news recently that Jessica Chastain is in talks to star in the It sequel. Yes. So it's good to just have reality play out the way it should, right?
0: Yeah, man. That's awesome.
1: Yeah, that that news speaks for itself. She is the right casting for Beverly. Sophia Lillis blew it out of the water playing the young version. Jessica Chastain is a perfect casting for the adult version. All these things we've talked about because Derek rightly predicted it. and. Now it's on the record officially, right?
0: You're welcome, everyone. I just I just want to say you're welcome. Again, it's just call me Maui. It's yeah. your day
1: to say you're welcome. Um, on less positive, considerably less positive news, did you see that Kevin Smith had a massive heart attack?
0: Yeah, that's actually what I was going to bring up if you didn't.
1: Yeah, man. So he went to Twitter, I guess, just today, probably in the wee hours of the morning, and he tweeted a picture of himself in a hospital bed looking surprised, as you would. And the tweet says, after the first show this evening, I had a massive heart attack heart attack. The doctor who saved my life told me I had 100% blockage of my LAD artery, also known as the Widowmaker. If I hadn't canceled show two to go to the hospital, I would have died tonight. But for now, I'm still yeah. above ground. So, uh, c- you know, I-, I fell off with Kevin Smith as a creator after Mallrats. That was the last project of yeah. his that I cared for. But thanks to the Lord that we live in a day and age where you can have a complete clogged artery in the you know the most dangerous artery in your heart and be tweeting about it Several hours later, right? Yeah. So while I may not care for the creative side of Kevin Smith, I'm deeply thankful that the actual person survived what sounds like a horrifying experience.
0: Yeah, man. Um, you know, you. Yeah, I mean, you you said it perfectly. You know, you may not have, uh, you may not agree with his create creative side now on some of the projects that he's taken on in his uh, later career, but early Kevin Smith stuff is always going to hold up for me. You know, Clerks is is mm-hmm. always going to be a great movie. Um, and so, yeah, you, you know, you just it's one of those things where it goes to show you that you really can't take any day for granted and just be thankful that, um, you know, uh, we are in a in a day and age where um, medicine is is as good as it is and can take care of, you know, can take care of people even with 100 percent blockage, like you said. And, and also, Kevin, you know, for being intuitive uh, and canceling that second show and going to the doctor, mm-hmm. you know, as a as a performer, you know, we're uh, we're always kind of you know, we always have that mentality of the show must go on. And sometimes we do that to our own detriment. So good on him for, for realizing that something was up and he needed to take care of it. And he did.
1: We should say a word of congratulations to the doctors, right? I mean, good job guys. You, you your hard work hardworking medical school paid off. You, you serve Kevin Smith very well. It, it's just good to, it's good to see things turn out well. You know, we, we've had some, we've had some good news like this, like uh Ric Flair was someone that right. you and I paid attention to on the side of our fandom that's connected to our other podcast the mega potters find that on itunes and all your other favorite podcast platforms but it looked brother, bleak brother. for it looked bleak for rick for a little while uh yeah. but he kicked out and so it's nice to have a couple of these where you say "Ooh!" but thank goodness it didn't happen right absolutely
0: and uh i think i think i speak for both of us when i say that uh you know praying for praying for kevin and for full recovery on this and hopefully he'll be back uh better than ever really soon
1: at least better than tusk <laughs> How dare you I think, you know, when you're about to have a massive heart attack, it's a good time to take a hard look at some things, realize the mistakes you've made, chart a new course. I'm rooting for you, Kevin.
0: You, did you ever, you saw zombie land, right? Yeah. Um, I guess, I mean, if you want to throw Wahlberg here, go ahead. But, uh, that Bill Murray cameo uh-huh. where at the end of it, where, where your like, is there anything you regret? And B- <laughs> Bill looks at him and goes Garfield too. <laughs> that's, that's what I think of when you say something like that. Like, Kevin, is there anything you regret? Ah, tusk. <laughs>
1: If, if, if he's an honest man Who's in tune with the reality that, that would be his answer If he's in that same role You're absolutely right <laughs> Hey I'm gonna take us On a little bit of a Rabbit's trail here Guess what yeah. I watched The other day That involves Old Bill Murray When he's still got His fastball But okay. as a very Supporting character
0: Space Jam
1: Oh good guess I, Actually I do watch Space Jam Probably more often Than the average bear Now I watch Little Shop of Horrors
0: Oh man That is a great movie And he is phenomenal
1: in it There is so much good in that movie. I was I just I guess I had only seen it on free TV reruns where they okay. edit a bunch and cut it down yeah. and it's been yeah. years anyway, but it's on Amazon Prime Video right now for no additional cost. Nice. Um Steve Martin in that thing is incredible. Mm-hmm. And he's doing, I think, the best version of Jim Carrey before Jim Carrey ever showed up. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. Uh all of it's felt so fresh and new because I just hadn't seen it in years anyway. The the, the Bill Murray reference triggered that for me and it was a good rewatch
0: sure yeah uh, Little Shop of Horrors is actually one of those movies that I've always wanted or uh, well movie yeah but it's always one of those musicals that I've wanted
1: to do okay so uh, let's go a little bit further down the rabbit trail did you know that not either last year or the year before Jake Gyllenhaal starred in a in a stage version of that mm-hmm. and he played I know that he played opposite the girl who plays the female lead in the movie I just watched I looked at pictures of it and she doesn't look like she's aged today I realize she has and that. That we have makeup And that that's a thing But I was just Blown away by Every bit of that Story Jake Gyllenhaal's In the stage play It's Little Shop of Horrors And he's working With Ellen Green I, None of that Makes sense to
0: Holy me. smoke I didn't know that That's impressive Yeah It was wild Yeah man Good on Ellen Green dude. She's almost 70 years old Yeah absolutely Unreal
1: Unreal Again makeup yeah. But it, it's, there's something In the genetics there too She yeah. she must just age well
0: It's that uh, It's that Brooklyn pizza man
1: Well There we go Note mm. to self Move to Brooklyn Eat only pizza
0: Yeah exactly You're 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 welcome.
1: Thank you. Look at you, dude. You are Maui this week.
0: I am I'm just gonna go. I'm gonna go there's a tattoo shop not too far from my house I'm gonna go just get all that Samoan stuff put on me and then that way after I'm done with Dolly I can go to Disney and just take have people take pictures of me as Maui
1: you've gotta have some way to get little Derek the way little Ma- Maui runs around on the real yeah. Maui you gotta yeah. figure out how to make a video that looks like your tattoos running around and like working as your conscience
0: uh, yeah I think I can make that happen
1: alright so we will come back off the rabbit trail back to the horror reporter last little bit of news I actually want you your opinion on this one? It's about yeah. future content. You and I agree together that the Blair Witch remake was trash. Correct? Boom, 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 boom,
0: wow. Yeah.
1: What do we think? I mean, I know what I think. How do I want to find out how it lines up? What do you think about the original Blair Witch? The
0: 1999 Blair Witch. Mm-hmm. Um, I I I enjoyed that movie. Okay, me too. Yeah.
1: It was a thing that happened. I appreciate it as a historical object. Living through it makes me probably appreciate it more than the average bear. Yeah. Well, Lionsgate came out not too long ago and said they are going to make a TV show out of the premise of the Blair Witch project. Yeah. So, does that sound interesting to you? No. Okay. Is there anything <laughs> they could do with it to make it interesting to you? Uh, not do it. <laughs> okay. Here here's what I'm saying. Okay. I think a X-Files style investigation of the Blair Witch series or the mm-hmm. Blair Witch legend could be fairly interesting. Okay. I don't want them to do found footage though. Yeah. I want them to shoot it like it was the X-Files or Supernatural or something like that. Yeah. So I am cautiously pessimistic about this. I will check it out. I think there's a version where this is good, but I think the odds of them hitting the version that's good is, I don't know, 20%. I'm mean, sorry, that's yeah. not odds. The the percentage of them them hitting the good version of this is about 20%. Yeah.
0: I mean, that sounds, that sounds right.
1: If you were, if you were going to do it and I had mm-hmm. a gun to your head making you do it, mm-hmm. would you continue from the original movie or would you set it as a prequel or just throw away any established continuity and start working all afresh? Yeah. That's a
0: really good question. If it were up to me, I think that you start it from the end of the 1999 movie as um, as an investigation on what happened to those docu- uh, documentarians.
1: Couldn't and, agree more. That's exactly what I was thinking. Yeah,
0: and you're trying to find... You're trying to find them. You're trying to figure out what happened uh, to them. That That's... I think that would be the best way to do it. But even then, that, man, that's just... That's a really... I don't know. It's a slippery slope, man.
1: Yeah, it, it allows you to... To connect with what was good about the franchise, that's the pro. Mm-hmm. The bad news is, I think whoever hears that as the obvious move, which it is, if you're going to do it, is going to be pushed to do more found footage. It's not what you need to do. You need to have a omniscient third person camera, and we'll see. So the Blair Witch yeah. Project, we don't have a date on it yet. Uh, Lionsgate again appears to be involved. We'll see what happens here. This is something that, uh, yeah, that I'm going to I'm going to watch out for. Don't have high hopes for, but if they can if they can land it, I'll be delighted. Sure, <laughs> delightful. All right, man. I'll um, oh, go ahead.
0: Hey. W- yeah, one more one more uh, piece of news that I'm not sure you and I have talked about yet, but there are rumor and innuendo has it that Netflix is in the early stages of developing a series based off of the Resident Evil game franchise.
1: Okay, are they doing it in the vein of like the Mila Jovovich movies?
0: Uh, it says here that the series is going to stay true to the original games, and also that each season will focus solely on each game in the series.
1: Okay, I would I would have been completely out on some like kind of taking the ostentatiousness of the of the movies Mm -hmm. and trying to bring it to the small screen i loved resident evil 2 which made me love resident evil the original and the longer we went on the less i liked the games because i think the movie pulled them in a particular uh, direction i'm totally in on that premise right there okay i will totally check that out now that will take me right back to my high school years when i fell in love with survival horror as a genre of video game yeah What about you? Um,
0: I mean, if they, if it's you know, if it's something that actually happens, then I'll definitely check it out. I think that it would be worth at least giving it a look. uh, You know, and again, that goes back to Netflix is you know hitting well above average. So if they're on board and you're going to do kind of an anthology series with Resident Evil, I think that that's smart. I never liked the movies. I was never a fan of the Mila Jovovich movies. Um, So that's that's a plus. (laughs) And you know, in their column on that, so yeah, dude, I'll I'll check it out. we got time.
1: <laughs> All right. Okay. We'll say goodbye to the horror reporter.
0: This has been this week's horror.
1: Report. You ready to pull the curtain on the ritual?
0: Dude, I haven't done this in a while. Let me see if I can
1: <clears throat> <clears throat> pull the spree. Yeah, mm, some things never change, baby.
0: <laughs> yeah, man. Let's talk about the ritual.
1: What? No. Spoiler alert. Okay, Derek. So I think just some initial thoughts here. Mm -hmm. Is it interesting to you the way that the Cloverfield paradox was obviously Netflix attempt to drop a scary movie or, you know, a movie that had thrilling, scary elements in it and kind of dominate the news cycle for a while. Mm -hmm. They managed to accomplish that, but in the most negative way possible. Right. But with much less fanfare, they sneak the ritual into their offering. And it does. Now, I know just based on what you said earlier, you're probably not as crazy about this movie as some. Mm-hmm. But basically the ritual with a much softer and more quiet and subtle opening does what they hoped Cloverfield Paradox would have done for them with one of their original mm-hmm. projects.
0: Yeah, that's that's a good call. Uh,
1: so let's just start off, I guess, by putting it, or excuse me, let's move from here by putting it on the table. Y- you weren't crazy about this? I I mean,
0: I guess it's funny that you brought up the Blair Witch Project because to me, this seemed like British Blair Witch Hmm. and not like the 99 Blair Witch, like the, the one that we watched a couple years ago, Blair Witch. Um, it wasn't, it's, it's not a, it's not a bad movie Uh, again. Like I don't regret watching it, but I also know that, um, it didn't hold my attention very much until, until things got crazy around the middle of the movie, like the beginning of the movie and stuff. I was on my phone I was i was researching things and doing stuff and and you know was trying to pay attention but I just like it was just one of those movies where I was like okay let's get to the let's get to whatever's going to happen um so yeah i, I it just wasn't for me, I guess.
1: Okay, so if, if we could reach to the very end of the episode, not to discuss whether or not we saw something scary, mm-hmm. but to do our companion estimation, scale of 1 to 10, where would you be on this movie? Four and a half, probably. Okay, I'm probably six and a half. You okay. know, I, I probably lean as much positively as you do lean negatively. Sure. Let me Let me see how much of that's because of the same elements, just viewed from a different angle, okay? Okay. So would you agree with me saying that... Until the specific monster shows up, this movie does nothing that you haven't seen before?
0: Yeah, I would 100% agree with you on that.
1: Okay. Do you like or dislike, generally speaking, buddy movies that involve lots of guys?
0: They're not my favorites.
1: Okay. So Can I throw a few at you? Sure. Uh, uh, there's a particular Emilio Estevez movie in my mind that I'm going to lead up to, so he's going to control some of my thinking on this. Okay. Uh, did you like Young Guns?
0: Um, yeah, I guess so. Okay. I mean, it's been forever since I've seen it, but yeah, it wasn't bad.
1: Yeah. Did you like that Wild Hogs movie that John Travolta was in? Dear Lord, no. Do you like Grown Ups, the Adam Sandler project? Not at all. Okay. Did you like The Sandlot?
0: Yeah. No, I I love The Sandlot. Yeah.
1: Did you like the other Emilio Estevez project I alluded to earlier called Judgment Night? Uh, I have never seen that movie. So. Oh, okay, we need to fix that. I don't know if that's worthy of an episode, but mm-hmm. we need to fix that. Okay. So we just went on uh, a, you know, an IMDb listing of movies that I think are in the genetic code of the ritual. Mm-hmm. The only one of those that I'm not generally positive about is Wild Hogs. Mm-hmm. I like grown-ups much more than any sane person should. Yeah, I love The Sandlot like you said right and I love judgment night which is why I'm going to ask you to watch it sometime and tell me what you think okay there may be there may be an element of like you have to see it at the right time but I wet your appetite by saying not only do you get Dennis Leary but you get Cuba Gooding Jr. along with the aforementioned Emilio Estevez so if you want to just if you just want to pause this right now and go watch it that's totally cool
0: if there were two names that you could have said that would uh, make my interest in that movie less those (laughs) are probably the two of them
1: I know know. you got to watch it uh um, so anyway, I, I genera- generally like that style of movie. Okay. Did you like The Hangover? Yes, I did like The Hangover. Okay. I tend to like buddy movies. Okay. So I think this biases me in favor of this movie. Do you like monster movies? For the most part, yes. Okay. So I initially, if you'd asked me that cold, I would have said no. But I started thinking back. I love Godzilla. I love Skull Island, the King Kong movie. Um, I loved The Monster, which is a underrated horror movie. I watched the monster project while, you know, you, you were moving to Missouri. I liked that movie much more than I had any business liking. And I liked this monster. So I guess I like monster movies. That helped me out on this. Okay. Um, is it a bonus to you that you're closer in your life situation to these guys than you would be if the cast had been your typical teenagers and early 20s somethings? No. Okay. For me, it did. If if I hadn't lived long enough to see people that I care about pass away and had to kind of live through, I mean, obviously you have lived through that in a way I never have, but I'm talking about more of a friend, you know, someone that, that's more closer to a peer. Mm-hmm. If I hadn't lived through something like that, I would have found the first part of that movie just irrelevant. I would have been mad the way those guys were, that he didn't run out there and try to take care of his buddy, and I would that would have been the defining characteristic of that first part of the movie for me. I wouldn't have cared about anything else. But because I've had some friends die unexpectedly, I don't know, it, it felt much more relevant. That probably helped me enjoy the movie more than it did you.
0: Um, I mean, I don't know, man. There was at a certain part in that movie where I felt like that that could easily be like you and me and our friends Jeff, or well, you're Jeff, our friends Jared and Terry. Yeah, you know, yeah, like that could be the four of us. Um, so I mean, I I, I get what you're saying from that, but I don't know, man. It just it was maybe maybe I went into it wrong. Maybe I need to rewatch it and try it again. But it just it, it was it, to me it just felt really sluggish and hard to get into. And, you know, again, like I said, you know, I was trying to watch it and I was trying to focus. And then maybe like 10 minutes into it, I was like, I'm going to check my phone or I'm going to, you know, I'm going to look online and try to find trailers for the recording and stuff like that. And, you know, would, would look up and try to watch it again. And, you know, it was, it was just one of those movies where it, it was a, it was a chore to, uh, to watch the first half of that movie. Once they get into the woods and like, once things start happening, it's a decent movie and it picks up, um, but it just—it was hard for me to lay, to lay the roots down. Does that make sense?
1: No, I'm, I'm very sympathetic. I'm completely yeah. sympathetic. I, I really do think it, it took me watching this movie at this year for me to value it. I think if I'd watched it even, I don't know, I guess five years ago, I would still process it similarly. If I'd watched this six years ago, I don't think I would care for this movie all that much except for uh, the thing I'm most positive about in this movie, which we'll talk about here in a minute. So I'm really with you. I just felt mm-hmm. that uniquely my life situation Connects me to this field.
0: Yeah, and and I was gonna say maybe that's why you enjoy grown up so much too, is yeah. because like that's you know that's that's where you're at in life.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Oh. And those are guys like you would with friends. I I mean that's my SNL cast. You know what I mean? Right. Just right. missing Chris Farley and Kevin James as as an adequate fill in. So. I'm watching that with nostalgia lenses on. Sure. Um, Anyway, another thing I appreciate about this movie is that um, the character, at least the main character, the characters are developed, and the main character really becomes a very different person over the course of this movie. Yeah. You know, I've been out here before talking about how I'm a sucker for character development. The horror genre isn't particularly rich with great examples of that, but the best horror movies are. And I'm not going to say that this movie is among the best horror movies you know, in history, but I'm saying it has that in common with the best, uh, the best horror movies. You get real character development. Mm-hmm. That, that's a positive for me.
0: Yeah, I, I agree with that. Um, it was good to see. It was good to see. You know, what's the one thing that we talk about the most that makes us mad about these movies is there's nobody to cheer for, right? Yeah. And as soon as I realized that uh, Luke was going to be the main guy in this and that he basically let his friend you know, get killed, I was like, oh, good. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> there's going to be there's going to be another jerk. For me, not to like in this movie, uh, but then he really does. You know, uh, I don't know if mature is the right word, but there's definitely some character development there. And by the end of it, you know, you're you're excited to see him break away, and and you can tell that uh, this ordeal has uh, been very traumatic and stressful for him. Not just the stuff in the woods, but you know, losing his friend and and not being not being there, not going to his aid when he should have, and stuff. And so, uh, so yeah, I, I completely agree with you on that. It was good to see. Um, it was good to see the character development, but it was. It's also good to have somebody to root for at the end of it.
1: Yes, and and you know there there are guys in this friend group. That I care about to greater and lesser degrees, right? Mm. But I basically wanted to see these guys come out of this okay. Yeah. Again, you, you mentioned a list of our friends. It's easy to picture the exact same people you mentioned and us being on a hiking trip and going through this. So it kind of gives right. you some sympathy. The other thing that you and I have probably talked about off air is that a group of that same set of friends, unfortunately, you weren't with us that night. There were some other guys from high school who were, we got lost in the woods looking for ghosts. At a place called Crazy George's <laughs> Bridge and spent the uh, spent the night wandering around in these woods we should have found our way out of 10 minutes after entering and the seminal moment in the night is that we heard what sounded like the, uh, the, the stone from Indiana Jones that you know chases him down that yeah. corridor we thought we heard it rolling down the hill towards us through the woods and right when it should have broken through the wall of brush in front of us everything went still and quiet so maybe oh wow maybe uh, that's factoring into this too but Watching these guys look very similar to my real world relationships, then seeing the one that I cared for the least become a guy I was rooting for—that's a—that's a win for me, man. That's that's going to go in in a, in the positive category in a really weighty way. Sure. Um, can can we talk about the monster?
0: Yeah, absolutely. Um, the The equivalent to you and me and our friends, our friends going hiking, the monster would be Coach Craig. Am I right on that? <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh, that is some inside baseball right there.
0: <laughs> that was uh that was just for you and possibly Jared Moore.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, he's he's the one. You know when <laughs> When you're staring at the eyes of that creature, those yeah. were Coach Craig's eyes. Yeah, exactly. Um so are, I mean, are we both I was really impressed by the monster. Yes. Were you impressed? Did you think it was as uh, as unique and, and new as I felt like it was? Because yeah, I thought definitely. that to a large degree.
0: Yeah. Okay. Definitely. Yeah, I did. Um again to to me this was this was British Blair Witch with um, without the found footage. Yeah. And uh and, 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 and a know.
1: more grown up Blair Witch too. It's like yeah. guys who are if they're not Middle age, they're staring it right in the face.
0: Right, and it uh, it was good to see. It was good to have that payoff too, because I feel like anymore, uh, a lot of the times when you get these monster movies and things like that, that um, these uh, the, the movie directors, movie companies, uh, whoever's in charge, goes for the less is more approach, which is normally a good idea. Absolutely. But when it comes to when it comes to a monster, you know, you you want to see it, and so that that's that was the biggest thing I was afraid of was that we weren't going to get to see this thing, and then when you did, I was like. Okay
1: <laughs> Here we go Yeah, keeping Keeping the big bad Kind of hidden Actually made the Blair Witch The original one Work Right And that's something The sequels Just couldn't remember In this one I'm like you I was like Don't come out of the woods Don't come out of the woods Don't come out of the woods Because you're going to ruin it yeah. Don't came out of the woods I thought Oh my gosh Yeah And then when it like tilts its head down, I thought, oh my gosh, again. You know, like there was layers to it. It was a unique monster. Super great. Have you seen a movie called Troll Hunter? Yes. Troll Hunter was the last monster movie that I saw. I think the ritual does it better. But Troll Hunter was the last monster movie that I watched and thought was enhanced by finally getting to see the monster. Okay. You know, I referenced the monster as as a title I liked. And I really do. But that movie, by the time you actually meet the monster, the, having to look at it rather than it being a, a looming threat in the dark woods, uh, it kind of takes away from the experience of the movie when that thing comes out into into visible, you know, into the light. Right? Mm-hmm. I feel that way about a movie we watched for the scarethon called The Hallow. Okay, I thought that movie was much more intense and frightening before I saw the critters that that populate the Hallow okay, once they sure, showed yeah, up. Yeah, but to its credit, the ritual also, like Troll Hunter, managed to do the thing that you just rightly noted—that's his rare. Uh, as anything you know comparable in the horror genre, it's to deliver a monster that actually enhances the fright and makes mm-hmm. the movie more compelling. Any other positives yeah. you point to? Um, I,
0: I mean, despite the fact that uh, I wasn't big on the buddy buddy stuff of it, I thought that those guys had great chemistry together.
1: Yeah, absolutely.
0: Uh, I thought that they, uh, you know, they they felt like a group of guys who had known each other since college or high school or what have you. And um, you know, all those guys did a really good job with playing with the tension of everyone being mad at. losing Mm-hmm. but trying to get over it. Mm-hmm. And, you know, the the more that the danger progresses, the more those feelings and emotions rise to the surface. And uh, so I, I thought that was all really well done. Uh, I enjoyed, I think my favorite part of the whole thing was when Dom is there towards the end and uh, what's his wife's name? Gail?
1: That's right.
0: Yeah. When she pops up and, uh, you know, you... <laughs> For a split second you're like what's what's going on is is this is this the smoke monster that's what i thought that was my mm-hmm. first my first thing i was like is this a smoke monster is smoke monster about to about to take care of this guy and then um you know just that that whole sequence where you know he thinks that it's his wife and then you see the monster for the first time i thought that was really well done and uh and also you know i i, I don't know what the budget was on this movie but the the effects were really well done that monster looks great
1: absolutely looks great it it doesn't look like CGI. um In a way that I'm like you I would expect Netflix To kind of show Its seams A little bit more than that Right That certainly did not happen So whatever I think they said It was a $4.5 million budget On uh, Wikipedia They must have put A chunk of that In animating that monster
0: Yeah Absolutely Absolutely Uh So yeah Those are my Those are my positives
1: Okay Well I think we've We've kind of covered This thing pretty well I've got a few more things I want to talk about Under the Was it scary heading Okay Um, So let's If you're comfortable With that Let's just come down to it Derek Did we see something scary Thank <sighs> you.
0: Honestly, from a from a perspective, like from a spectator standpoint, no. Um, if you want to put yourself in their shoes, like if you want to, you know, put yourself in the in the shoes of those guys, then definitely, right. But as I was sitting here watching it, I saw something cool. Uh, I saw something that I wasn't expecting, but I I don't necessarily think that I saw anything scary.
1: Okay, that that's fair enough. So I'm going to say yes, we saw something scary. I think probably you and I are a little bit conditioned to not see this stuff as scary as people don't watch horror movies all week long and then talk about one of them every week. Uh, I think you could reliably put this on with your spouse or your girlfriend or significant other and and get that cuddle moment we talk about, right? People getting scared. I thought that monster was great. And I'm not scared by monsters, but I thought that was a great one. And I thought it was creepy enough to make, you know, kind of leave a lasting impression on me. I thought the cult of people who worshipped it were really disturbing. Okay, And then there's a scene, there's two scenes I want to highlight, but there's one scene that kind of made me jump a little that I didn't expect you know there's a scene where they're like hey is that a hand over there and then they realize yeah. it is a hand you, you remember that one oh uh-huh. yeah I do sorry <laughs> it's okay I don't know why but that scene got me it just kind of reached out and grabbed me uh, and so I thought that one was scary the other one that I thought worked really well and this is where you see that it's a grown-up Blair Witch they go into that cabin right never go into the cabin dummies but they go into the cabin <laughs> they spend the night there the, the Blair Witch style doll that's in there particularly the monument mm-hmm. is creepy enough. But then when he wakes up outside and he doesn't know where his friends are, and by that point, I cared about his friends, right? I'm already identifying with them. Sure. Yeah. So when he doesn't realize where they're at, that's a little bit of a moment of panic for me. And by the time he comes into the shrine area and he finds his buddy kneeling before it, like prostrate, mm-hmm. that to me was sufficiently creepy to say I saw something scary. So mm. I'm, I'm I'm there. I'm, I'm not going to say it's the scariest thing I've seen in this new year, maybe not even in this month, but it falls under the general heading of scary. Yeah. Um the only other thing I want to say about the movie and I'll give you a chance to give closing thoughts too here I love the way it ended first I love that they said that it's the offspring of Loki I thought that was such a super cool way to explain where the monster came from but that it's sort of bound to the woods makes it a much more feasible world to live in you know the reason this thing hasn't been discovered is because it stays in this super isolated woods but that it comes to the edge of the woods and that he has made it far enough away and turns and like screams at it and they're both powerless against each other Mm -hmm. that worked for me all the way, man. I just love that as the ending. I'm usually unsatisfied with not getting to know what you do now, mm-hmm. but for whatever reason, them and that stalemate was a perfect ending to this movie for me. So,
0: anything else, Derek? Uh, no, man. I mean, I think we pretty much covered it. The only thing, I guess the only real thing that I would have to say about it was I just thought it was stupid that he tried to shoot the monster with a gun. Yes. I, I At that point, I was screaming at the television. I was like, run, moron. Just run. Get out of the woods. Right. And then he shoots that monster and I was like, well, you deserve to die." I <laughs> I think that's exactly what I said <laughs> I was like I was like well you get what you deserve now you could have left he wasn't even paying you know this this monster wasn't even paying attention to you and uh, yeah so now you now you get what you, you get what's coming to you boy
1: yeah um, you're not wrong
0: but uh, yeah I mean again like I said um, the first half of the movie is is rough and, and difficult to get through but it, uh, stay with it because there's there's a wonderful payoff and I, I completely agree with what you said about the ending the ending was great and uh, in a world where you and I harp so much on the endings of movies. It's nice to see uh even if it's at a stalemate where like there's no like good doesn't triumph over evil. It's still good to have an ending like that where you're like, "Okay, now we know where everyone stands."
1: Yeah, and if 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 I'm going to fan fiction this movie, you know, I, this wouldn't make a compelling sequel, but if I'm going to fan fiction this movie, mm-hmm. my man goes back and deals with the legal consequences of going into the woods with his friends and coming out without them. Mm-hmm. and starts a logging company and cuts that forest down <laughs> burns everything
0: yeah that's great that's great uh <laughs> I'd watch that.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Just him like chopping the woods down, staring into them with a come at me face on the whole time, you know? Yeah. Well, Derek, putting a bow on this one, my friend, they can now physically find you performing regularly in Branson, Missouri. Correct. Our listeners can, if they're in the area.
0: Yeah, man. If you're in, uh, if you're in the Branson area, I am at Dolly Parton Stampede most of the time and will be for the next year. So, um, so come see me there. If you're looking for stand-up comedy, dates uh already starting to put together a january tour for january 2019 because that's when i'll be free so if you want me to come to your part of the woods, let me know.
1: Okay. And they can find information on how to do that, to contact you about coming to see them coming to their neck of the woods. Where at? Uh,
0: you can, uh, you can either tweet me at Derek zoo or go to derekzoo.com And I've got a contact page and just send me a note. Let me know where, let me know where I need to be and I'll try to be there.
1: Okay. If you're interested in connecting with me, it's at right Jeff on most social media platforms. Derek, how can they reach us as podcast partners?
0: Uh, yeah, man, you can find us at scary podcast on Facebook and Twitter and, and you can email us at sawsomethingscary something saw, scary at saw something scary at gmail.com and you can also go to saw something scarycom and uh, there's a contact page there as well so any of those ways would be wonderful
1: and we're uh, we're at scary podcast on the major social media platforms you can connect with us on reddit at forward slash r forward slash saw something scary and on letterbox at scary podcast as well so
0: yeah, yeah and if you and if you've uh if you've uh, followed us on on Letterboxd, Thanks so much. And we're going to try to keep updating that as much as possible.
1: Yeah, I, I'm so with you. So I'm assuming that everybody who follows us on Letterboxd heard about us through the podcast. Yes, that's the, what I would imagine. The people who have, I followed back. And in following back, I just go through and kind of look at what their reviews are and whatnot. We've got, I'm I'm not surprised by this, but we've got some brilliant fans.
0: Yeah, All right, man. That doesn't doesn't surprise me at all. I I assume that they are the smartest and best looking uh, people on the planet.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Hey, Jeff, plug your other podcast too, bud. Okay. Thanks, Jared. So I have started a podcast with another friend. If you listen to our episode on The Thing several episodes back, John Carpenter's The Thing, you have heard me and my friend do the thing we do on my new podcast. It's way different from what you're used to expecting from Saw Something Scary. So I realize it's not going to be for everybody. But Jared and I, we're both believers. We're both... Uh, I say believers. We're both confessing Christians in the historic sense of the word. We both pastor churches. And what we do is watch movies outside of the horror spectrum, although we also cover horror movies. And we talk about them as Christians. So if you're interested in something like that, we'd love to have you give us a listen. The The podcast is called Pop Culture Quorum Deo, and it's on uh, every major podcast platform. So thanks for the setup there, Derek. And thanks to you guys if you want to check that out. I'm not offended at all if you say, nah, not for me. I'll just check in with you. and Saw Something scary. That's totally cool by me, too.
0: Yeah. Uh, it's it's a real fun podcast. Jeff and Jared do a great job. So if uh, if you're looking to if you're looking to see more faith based content then uh, then go check Jeff and Jared out on that. Uh, like I said, they're doing a great job with it. And so I, I definitely want to make sure that our listeners got to uh, got to know where to find you at the, on
1: that. Well that's very kind of you. I appreciate that. Yeah, man, absolutely.
0: And uh, again, I want to just say thanks to my buddy Will Matherly for suggesting the ritual. And again, if you guys have any suggestions on our next movie, uh, get at us on all the on all the things that we've already plugged and uh, we would love to do most anything. Uh, I guess don't recommend a Kevin Smith movie because Jeff will probably <laughs> say no. But besides that, we're pretty much open. Open for business. And uh, and while you're doing all that, remember to subscribe, rate, review, and send us uh, some five stars or three stars or you know however you want to rank us. But more the more ratings we get, the more ears we can uh, attract and more people know that we're around. So trying to grow this thing and and we can't do it without your help. So thank you for that.
1: That everything? That cover it all? I think that's
0: got us, man. All right. Well, hey, buddy. It's good. It's good to be back with you talking uh, talking horror movies again.
1: I agree. I agree. It's been too long.
0: Yeah, it's nice to nice to bring back, you know, favorite segments of the show and, and have it all taken care of. So, guys, thanks so much for listening. We'll see you next week. For Jeff Wright, this is Derek Zoo reminding you to stay away from clowns and sewers, blind men with turkey basters, white people with teacups. Bye-bye, man.